Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. You've always got time for short time. Hey, it's Warren Lopez. David Taylor. Fred Metcalf. Johnny Hendricks. Tony Ramos. Bubba J. Mike Golick. Matthew Modine. The one and only Chael Sonnen. And you are listening to the one and only Short Time Wrestling Podcast by the often imitated and never duplicated Jason Bryant. Now, up on the Short Time Wrestling Podcast, our guest today is Denny Deal, a longtime journalist, Lehigh Wrestling supporter. The Lehigh Wrestling University newsletter is one of the most uh, talked about publications. Matter of fact, a winner of the National Wrestling Media Association's Publication of the Year. And Denny is here today to talk about one of his good friends and a good friend of wrestling who we lost on the morning of September 26th. His name is John Harmon. Denny. I'd love to have you on the show for other reasons, but uh, appreciate you coming on the program. Yeah, thank you. I'm more than happy to uh, chip in. So, John Harmon, who has served as uh, the EIWA Sports Information Director for, for decades and was the man behind the EIWA newsletter, he was a, the man behind so many other things. And I guess the first question is probably the broadest. Uh, at 80 years old, he passed away. What, in your opinion, is John Harmon's biggest impact on the sport of wrestling? Well, I think uh, the biggest, most people would say, were were his donations, his and his wife. Uh, he is, uh, without a doubt, the greatest donor to Lehigh Wrestling uh, in our school's history, which is saying something, as you can imagine. Uh, the university's probably raised collectively with its alumni uh, over 26 million dollars by now and that's just in the last 20 or so years and john and his wife were the leading donors by the same token i think most people uh, didn't directly sense that if they bumped into him he was always at wrestling he was at every nationals every easterns almost every dual meet until the latter years with his health he he, he was just everywhere he shows up as a active member of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame in Stillwater. Uh, he's, he was the treasurer and active board member of the New Jersey chapter of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. I served on the EIWA Hall of Fame as we nominated uh, former wrestlers and coaches and referees for the League Hall of Fame. And, and sure enough, he was on that 
uh, 10 years before he finally stepped down for age and health reasons. So he, he just seemed to be willing to do just about anything at any time for Lehigh University and Lehigh Wrestling and for the sport of wrestling as a whole. Yeah, a 1959 graduate of Lehigh. What do you remember about the first time you met John Harmon? What was the circumstance there? Well, believe this or not, I did not meet him and did not know him when he replaced me as editor of the National Mat News in 1983. He, he did that for eight years. And my recollection is that I didn't meet John un, until uh, he was already the EIW editor and an active alumnus sitting in. Uh, in Grace Hall. Uh, so I, I met him at a wrestling meet, which is uh, where most people met John for the first time. What surprises me is that I didn't meet him. Of course, I've spent nine years away from Lehigh, but I didn't meet him until what I'm getting at is uh, Greg Strobel's first season, 1995-96, is, is the first year I met John Harmon. Just hanging, hanging out at a wrestling meet, like, like so many of us have done. And he was quiet. You know, I had no idea at the time that he replaced me as editor of the National Matters because I sold it to his buddy, Walter Grabowski, and never met him. I got as far away from wrestling as I could because I had overdosed. Getting away from wrestling is something that John Harmon could not do until his health forced him to. We look at how John and you at the Lehigh University Wrestling News the, the formats were very similar in terms of uh, how the results are reported. I'm guessing that may have a tie because of the magazine you both, uh, or the newspaper you both ran. But as I look at, I, I've been getting your publication for years, and then uh, when I moved up yeah. to Pennsylvania, somebody forwarded me the EIWA newsletter. We go, oh, this is what they're talking about with what John Harmon does. And I'm like, yeah. the amount of information <laughs> in these, these yeah. publications. And it was really like, okay, well, there's email, there's PDFs. Let's do in an era when a lot of people still have and John and, and yourself still have AOL.com email addresses and an era like that, yeah. the distribution of information. How did John and yourself work together or work independently to make sure that even the, the, the fans that were getting a little long in the tooth knew how to consume this information? Because yeah. it seems like the, you guys were on the leading edge of, of how to do that. Well, uh, he started before I did. Uh, he started in 1990. Three, I guess it was, and I started two years later. And I didn't see his EIWA newsletter right away, but I did soon enough. I discovered one big difference. I knew how to type. I took typing in high school. <laughs> Poor John was one of those old-fashioned hunting peckers with uh, one finger on each, in each hand. And I looked at him and said, you mean to tell me you're not going to learn how to type? He says, it's too late now. And he literally typed. If you could imagine a 16 team league and a roster averaging 32, 35 people. Nowadays, every one of them gets to wrestle. In my day, before your time, uh, Jason, in my day, you were lucky if you wrestled two or three bouts in four years for Lehigh. The freshmen didn't count, and redshirting didn't allow open tournaments. There were no open tournaments back in the 60s. John Harmon hand typed every bout result for every single EIWA wrestler starter or alternate for 24 seasons with, with two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> he, he loved the sport that much that he wasn't going to leave any wrestlers. He, he wasn't going to shortcut it. 
every wrestler got to have his results in his publication. It, and, and frankly, there was no other league publication in the country. So that just double states how unique the guy was and his work was. You know, I mentioned this on uh, the Wrestling Report when I found out this morning. I went right over to WrestlingReport.com, which is where one of the most active uh, Lehigh message boards and collections have been over the years, sometimes yeah. spirited, uh, sometimes uh, entertaining, <laughs> yeah. all the while uh, still a place where people have, have collected over the years. And uh, I talked about the first time I met John. I was I was actually, I believe it was an Arizona State Lehigh match. It was at Stabler. I knew I'd, the first time uh-huh. I went to Lehigh, it was not at Grace. And I think yeah. I had traded emails with you and, and John about, hey, meet us over here beforehand. And I sat down, I met John yeah. and, I, and, and his wife. And I, the, the coolest thing I remember about that was pulling out after he did pick up the tab for the restaurant. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm, yeah. I'm broken. I'm, in, I'm working in wrestling. I'm in my 20s. So I appreciated that. Is yeah. His license plate yeah. was EIWA. You want to talk about a guy that loved the league. His license plate was EIWA. It was amazing. Yeah, actually, it was EIWA Miles. And I never asked him uh, exactly what the significance of the miles was, uh, except that it was his car and he was always driving somewhere in that doggone car. And, and yeah, the license plate was unique. No question about it. He was a man for all schools. He he didn't just root for Lehigh. He supported every school in the league. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a number of coaches uh, show up next weekend uh, at his service just because they appreciated everything he did for them, not just for Lehigh, not just for us. And for a long time, you and him served as uh, the notes guys at the NCAA championships. And before the advent of a lot of the social media, a lot of these notes and nuggets and stuff that were unearthed and fall times yeah. and fastest, I mean, between you, him and, and, and the late Jay Hammond, who as a, as a Lehigh triumphant there, uh, putting stats together at the NCAA championships. What was it like to work with John in those those situations at the NCAA championships? Well, he's the he was the easiest person in the world to work with. the The only time he ever left me short was giving me about ten days' notice. He had a health issue and he couldn't make the nationals in two thousand seven. And I apparently took his tenth year. I thought he told me he did it ten years. Uh, I did it five and. Uh, and that was the only time I was ever inconvenienced. If you asked him for anything, he would go to his database, lovingly built hunt and peck style, and he could deliver me bout results for many wrestlers in the nation, never mind the EWA. I never figured out why he had the incentive to track wrestlers' records. When he was no longer editor of the National Mat News, he had no national responsibilities. He still kept people's. I guess because he could. He had the time and the interest and, and, and the love of the sport to keep doing it. So I could ask him almost any question about any wrestler. And poof. And this is before the, for the era. Now it's online where you can go on the Internet and get it. John was doing it in Hunt and Peck uh, 20 years before that. And with the evolution of technology, John evolved with it again, Hunt and Peck style. Uh, getting the EIWA to have its first uh, its first website, which is in line with how we see sports information sites now, and uh, you know, yeah. hands off the reins yeah. to to John Adland and, and that that crew. And when we look at the 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 influence that John and Jay, you know, since they've left us, that Lehigh has on not just wrestling but even the historical nature of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Where do you think their work is going to be most appreciated? Uh, maybe twenty, thirty years down the line. Well, of course, Jay's website, uh, which wasn't John's responsibility, 
But one thing they did was they started building the bout results for every bout of, of every EIWA championships from 1905 forward. And I think when you're the nation's oldest league, it's appropriate that's properly recorded. Um, but I don't know. I think more as a person. I think I think the the aura of John as a person is going to be magnified in his passing. He was not a person that walked across the floor expecting to be noticed. He he preferred not to be noticed. And he might have sat in the first row of Lehman Turner for his season tickets, but but he didn't ask for any publicity. He didn't ask to be interviewed in a seat or anything like that. So I think people are going to find out just exactly what he did and, and the fact that he did that EWA newsletter without compensation. Of course, he and his wife were well off. They didn't need the compensation, but most people would take the compensation and then donate it and take credit for the donation. He just wanted to do anything possible to make the sport better. And and if you asked him until his latter years, he would never say no. That, I think that's what people will remember, the fact that he said yes to six or seven different organizations and, and just kept doing whatever he could. Uh, I once I once nailed him on a bet, a Lehigh Ryder duel. I bet him that, that we could sell out the arena at Ryder. And he lived in Lawrenceville. He, he knew it would never happen. But he didn't know I was conspiring with the coach, uh, Gary Taylor. And uh, we worked out a deal where we would threaten the Ryder students that we were going to come take their seats, the Lehigh fans. So once I got all that worked out with Gary, I said to John, I'll bet you $10 that we can fill the arena. And I said, would you give me 50 to one odds? And he was so confident that it couldn't be done that, that he said, yeah, I'll give you those odds. Well, a week after the duel, he walked into Grace with five $100 bills and handed them to me. And I said, you don't mind what I did with Coach Taylor? And he says, no, anything to promote wrestling is fine with me. Here's your 500 <laughs> <laughs> that, that I think that was him in a nutshell. He, he, he wasn't going to look at me as a wise guy. I did something to help the sport, and he was willing to fork over the bet. You know, it's kind of interesting, too, when you look back and you know, I, I don't I never actually knew that uh, Mr. Harmon was was that well off financially. And of course, the Lehigh faithful uh, of, of your generation did. But I remember sitting there at, at Grace one time and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Gimp, uh, Gary Brownell, in case you actually know his real name, which I don't think very many people do. And uh, right. you know, I says, "Yeah, there's John Harmon." I was like, "Oh, he's got good seats," <laughs> you know. And and he goes, "Well, he should. He basically built the place." I'm like, "Oh, really?" And then that's where I, I first get into the discussion. I'm like, "Okay, so." And and of course, yeah. in the the obit that you guys are penning, and and not to put out a spoiler by any means, but the fact that he contributed that much financially and, and with his time to Lehigh University. And people will want buildings named after them. I know if I hit the Powerball, there's going to be a building at Old Dominion. It's going to be named after me, whether I did yeah. anything in that building or not. John said, no, let's, yeah. we're naming this yeah. after Le Lehman and Turner. Explain why that was so important to him. Well, he, he started following wrestling when Eddie Eichelberg was an undergraduate. Uh, being class of 59, I believe it was his freshman year, he saw Eichelberger wrestle. And he fell in love with the sport. So he was a Jerry Lehman fan uh, and an Eddie Eichelberger fan. And then he and his dad went into business together. And uh, they were somewhat removed from the sport for a couple of years. And then his dad invited him back to watch Mike Caruso wrestle. So once again, he was a Lehman fan. 
And then when Lehman was replaced in 1971 by Thad Turner, uh, John was, was heavily back involved in wrestling. So he obviously had 18 years with Thad Turner. I mean, he, he believed, like a lot of Lehigh alumni believe, that wrestlers come and go. Coach, the two coaches were there eight, 18 times two, 36 years as head coach. And Jerry Lehman actually stayed 12 as assistant. So they were obviously in the fiber, and you're absolutely right. He he not only insisted that the building be named after them, but I just discussed with the trustee today the subtle etching in glass in the lobby shows the uh, portraits, uh, the profiles of Elaine and John, and and this trustee has never seen the etchings in the glass. I think I've only looked at them twice, and I've been to Lehman Turner probably 60, 70 times, you, you just walk by and you're not forced to look at the donors because it's such a discreet memory of them. And, and, and it's just a wonderful gesture. Etching in glass, of course, is very classy, but, but, but you, you have to look to be sure you're what you're looking at. They're, they're modest. There's no question about that. Again, a man who modest. Yeah, correct. In terms of back, back, backtracking to my story with Gimp, not even knowing that you know, we see a lot of people that, that throw money around in sport of wrestling and, you know, and, and our sport has been like, oh, you have money, then you must, uh, we must make you important. And that, that was never really John's deal, as you said, uh, talking about all the stuff that he did with the EIW newsletter, which I remember seeing for the first time rolled up and in a bar in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, actually the hard copy, I'd seen it on email, but I actually see somebody bring it in to the dart, to the place where I was shooting darts. And I'm like, Hey Ron, that's the that's that's John Harmon's newsletter. I'm like, people actually print this yeah. thing out. I mean, it's yeah. that was 2007, and just right. the impact that something as simple as that that people could take to the the yeah. tournament with them. The EIWAs were held at, at F and M one year, and I, you know I got to announce, and I saw those things rolled up in people's hands everywhere. It was better than the tournament program. Yeah. So when you look at at John's, basically, what are we going to lose because we lose John Harmon? Well, uh, people are going to try to replace them, and the issue in wrestling, of course, is that we're all getting older. So uh, sooner or later, it'll be harder uh, to replace each other. But we have John Adlin in class of 75, five years younger than I am, and uh, 16 years younger than Harmon. And, and Adlin is, is a full-blown protege. I mean, he lives down there in uh, southern Virginia, so it's not as easy as John Harmon living in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. But Adlin is the same type of data geek that uh, that Hammond and John Harmon uh, were, and uh, so right now we have uh, John Adlin. I I have uh, assisting me on the on the email news, Dave Johnson, blessedly class of '85. He's a real youngster, <laughs> and I'm sure he likes to be called a youngster at uh, 54 years old or 53, whatever he is. I'm sure he loves being called. So uh, that's all you can do is do a good job of recruiting. Let's face it, every corporation, every organization, every Hall of Fame, and for that matter, every athletic program. Sooner or later, these legendary coaches move on. You, you've got to replace them. It'll be a little harder among the fans because uh, we have young coaches. We don't have as many young fans as we need. And any of you young fans out there listening, take that as a call to arms. You, you can recruit each other. That's what we did when we were freshmen and college we we looked at each other and said wrestling's a sport to follow and we talked it up every chance we could there's nothing stopping 
today's young people from doing that, except 100 times more competition for entertainment. Ain't the 60s anymore. Danny, I'm going to give you the last. Well, you, you've, you're a man who's always gotten the last word in a lot of your discussions over the years. You and I have, have jawed back and forth playfully and not so playfully over the yep. years, and uh, all uh, because we, we love the sport of wrestling so much. But uh, I want you to basically, I, I don't want, I'm, this is not intended to be a eulogy by any means. It's just more or less, a, I want to, to celebrate what I loved about John Harmon, and you know him as a dear friend, that uh, how could you sum up a man that did so much for Lehigh in the sport of wrestling in, I mean, right now we're, we're about 20 minutes in and, and I'm still looking for yeah. more. Yeah. How do you sum up somebody like this for somebody who had never stepped foot uh, in, in yeah. a wrestling duel before that, but one day will step into to Grace Hall at, yeah. at Lehman Turner Arena? Well, I think he was clearly a great contributor, both financially and enormous amounts of work. It seemed like the more he donated, the more work he did, as opposed to stepping back and enjoying the fruits of his gifts. But he was also good people, in a phrase that we like to use. Rather than a great person, he was just good people. He was fun, and he was funny to be around. He would nickname people. He would uh, zing his fellow friends more than he would zing enemies. And uh, he was just the type of person that tried tried to enjoy what he was doing, and he never did anything to prevent someone else from enjoying wrestling. He, he did everything he could to make it. He wasn't necessarily a marketer, but, but all of his work stood for just that, the marketing of wrestling. Not showy, but he showed up every chance he could everywhere in the country. And that's, I think, the way I'm going to remember. And thanks to Denny Deal for coming on the program, talking about uh, the late John Harmon and everything he meant, not just to Lehigh Wrestling, but to collegiate wrestling as a whole, specifically, again, Lehigh and the EIWA. A few things to discuss. It's college wrestling season, at least it is out in California, and just get yourself in that mode to go to mattalkonline.com. At the very top right of the page, you will see a cool little shiny gray graphic. It says Mattalk Online College Wrestling Scoreboard. You click that, that will take you to basically the statistical sandbox. Standbox? Sandbox. That is my head and places where I store results and, and database lists and things of that nature. Well, the college wrestling standings and the dual meet scores and tournament links will all be there this year. They are free, of course. Nothing about the reporting of results is behind a paywall here on Mad Talk Online. Now, if you want to go a little deeper into the history and where I, I dig up my data and and have access to that type of thing, you can join the team and become a patron of the Mad Talk Podcast Network, and there's more that goes into that, and I'll tell you that in a second. Go to madtalkonline.com slash join the team. You hit the certain level of giving, each month you will get access to that sandbox. You'll have an account that is password protected. You can go in, you can filter out all sorts of data and find out Midlands placers, NCAA champions, four-time All-Americans from every division, how many four-time All-Americans there have been at multiple divisions, Fargo All-Americans, you know, we're working on building a Super 32 database. We've got every single Virginia duels type of champion. We've got so much history in there, especially the the All-American college databases from everything. And if you're, I'm also looking to complete the women's division, too. So if you're uh, in there in the WCWA around 2004, 2005, 2006, I need some results. They've been kind of hard to dig up. But you can get that as part of your patronage. You also get the 
Matt Talk Division One preview guide, the Fargo Almanac, the uh, the PDF versions rather at a certain level of giving stickers, shirts, hats provided by our gear sponsor, Compound Clothing at cmpteamwear.com. Cliff Fretwell has done a great job at, at helping me help you. And uh, if you help me, then I help you by giving you some sweet gear from Compound. Other things you can get on this network for free. Again, those results that I compile. This show, the Hall of Fame Legends show. And then there is the fun, fun stuff that I'm going to be developing in the future with the oldest sport, which is a series that was run in amateur wrestling for a long, long time, written by Don Sienga, one of the foremost historians on the sport of wrestling. That show's coming at you soon. Going to be launching a new show on the network. As a new client comes on board on International Podcast Day, that is September 30th. Yes, there is a nerdy thing called International Podcast Day. Yes, I participate. And yes, this will be the third straight year I launch a new show on International Podcast Day. That is September 30th in case you're a podcast nerd like I am. Other things you need to consider about the network and if you support it, and that's knowing that you're helping create original on-demand content. This show, ad-free, save the the gear sponsorship from Fretwell. Hall of Fame Legends, ad-free. That is also funded and financed by your contributions to this program, as is some of the other programs we're working on with the National Wrestling Hall of Fame and, and archives from Amateur Wrestling News. So. No matter what, the contributions to this network, whether you feel it should fund short time, the legend show, the newsletter, the the database, historical research that I've been doing, just know it's all going into the sport of wrestling to take care of the things we need to research and look up in the future. That being said, I implore you to check out the newsletter, mattalkonline.com slash news. That's free, delivered to you every single morning, 6 a.m. Central. Uh, Do the math on the rest of that. I've also had the opportunity to travel to three different countries in the last month and a half, providing some content from the world championships that, uh, you know, I, because of my situation being a, a broadcaster and announcer, I was fortunate enough to be there for some of the great American performances, but it also gave me an opportunity to provide some different stories, whether they be through uh, the Guilty and Grapevine podcast, through Short Time, through, uh, you know, we got the Division Three show kicking back up in October. We've got a new show coming, International Podcast Day. Like I said, I'm nerding out about that. But there's just so much stuff here on this network that you can consume. And if you feel like you're getting some value out of this, last time I'm going to hit you with this sales pitch, folks, matttalkonline.com slash join the team. If anything on this network, the newsletter, the the database, the the daily shows, it's almost daily because we're putting out almost 30 episodes, almost more than more than one episode a day, it seems like in some cases. I mean, some some weeks, some months, we put out 44 episodes. You're getting a lot of content, whether it be from Richard Emil at USA Wrestling, from the crew at Track Wrestling, from, from PA Power, which has now got a college podcast within their other main podcast. There's a lot of stuff here, and I'm not charging you a dime for it. I am just asking you, maybe consider uh, how much time you spend listening to this show and spending your time with me. As I say, you've always got time for short time. Well, let's. Uh, how much time do you spend? Let's just go buck in the tip jar. That's all I got for you. Getting back on the topic at hand, as I uh, went off the rails a little bit with the sales pitch, John Harmon was a good man, and we're just really going to miss him. We really are. And again, I want to thank Danny Deal for coming on, talking about his memories of John. It is just, I can just picture a bunch of old Lehigh guys sitting around playing cards or, or, you know, smoking a cigar or something, talking, telling stories about John and, and the jokes that uh, you only got a, a little bit of a of a taste with 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 Denny's story. So, 
That being said, I'd like to thank you for spending your time with me, because you've always got time for short time. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.